continue the series on the end of the age and um, in today's teaching we're going to carry on with the section of the inhabitants of God's new earth and then we're going to also begin to look at what life will be like on the new earth that God our Father will create bearing in mind that it, in this um, section we're dealing with the new earth that God will create we're not at this point dealing with the new Jerusalem where the saints will dwell we're dealing with the area or the, the, the part of God's new earth where the children of God will dwell and we'll open up in the, with the scripture in Isaiah 65 verse 17 to 23 says for behold I create new heavens and a new earth and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind but be glad and rejoice forever in what I create for behold I create Jerusalem as rejoicing and her people a joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. No more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die one hundred years old, but the sinner being one hundred years old shall be cursed. And they shall build houses and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall the days of my people be. And my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble. For they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. And so again, this passage of scripture refers to the age to come. And God very clearly in this passage of scripture talks about um, the, his people bringing forth children and he talks about them having offspring. And so we've already touched on this point going in, in the previous teaching is that the children of God will continue to have other children as we head into the new age. That's where God's increase will take place. Families will be um, created once again and generation after generation will be uh, multiplied throughout the earth. Now some become a little bit confused in this passage of scripture because it talks about the child dying 100 years old. And so um, people think, okay, well that must mean that there will be death in the age to come. But we know that that's not the case because God himself has said, Revelation 21.4, that there will be no more death in the age to come. And we also know that by that time, death himself would have been cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 20, 14 explains that to us. So what does the scripture mean in this passage when it says that the child shall die 100 years old? Well, it simply means what Paul explained to us about his life when he was on the earth. In that he said that, there came a time in his life when in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, he mentions it, that um, when he was a child, there came a time when he became a man. And when he became a man, he put away childish things. And he took on man, you know, things of, of, of an adult. Now that in this life transpires at the age of 13. At the age of 13, God deems children to no longer be children and now to be men. And so... What the passage of scripture is referring to when it says a child shall die 100 years old, it just means that the transition will take place 
between childhood and manhood at the age of 100. You say, well, that's pretty old. Well, again, we go back to um, the period before the flood. In that period, mankind were living up to a thousand years. Methuselah just missed the thousand year mark. He was the oldest one. Um, but nevertheless, a lot of them lived over 900 years. Now, if you go have a look at that time period, you will see that most, once or twice below that age, but most, uh, only got married after their 100th birthday, way after their 100th birthday. And so God will once again slow down the growth process. There's no necessity for uh, a fast growth process to take place because everybody being born into the earth from that time onwards will live for all eternity. And so it's no, there's no hurry for a child to grow up you know, so that they can become mature adults. And so what will happen is childhood will last all the way through to you know, 100 years old. After that time, um, children will then uh, transition into becoming adults once again. And it's, as I say, if you go back and look in the book of Genesis, you will see very clearly that people only started getting married way after their 100th birthday. So for the first 100 years back in those days, they were still children. And that will be the case going forward. God will slow the whole process down of growth. Because as I say, there's no need to hurry it up. We have all eternity ahead of us. And so what a pleasure to enjoy a little toddler for quite a few years, and not just for a few months. And that's exactly how it will be going forward. Um, something else we need to understand with regards to childbirth going forward. Genesis chapter 3 verse 16 says, To the woman, he said, this is God speaking, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And so we see that part of the curse is that childbirth is a very painful experience for women. But that curse will be removed in the new earth. And so God will once again restore childbirth to the way that he originally intended it to be. In actual, a, a joyful experience, not a painful experience at all. So all of that aspect of childbirth will be taken away. Isaiah 60, 18 to 22 says, Violence shall no longer be heard in your land, neither wasting nor destruction within your borders. But you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give, you, give light to you. But the Lord will be to you an everlasting light, and God your glory. Your sun shall no longer go down, nor sh shall your moon withdraw itself. For the Lord will be your everlasting light. And the days of your mourning shall be ended. Also, your people shall all be righteous. They shall in inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. This passage of scripture is referring to the age to come. Primarily it's referring to the city of Jerusalem. When we have a look at the city of Jerusalem in this series, you will see that there will be no more sun shining. There will not be no moon shining there because the glory of God illuminates the city. But we've already established that in the rest of the earth, 
the sun will shine and the moon will also shine. But it's in verse 22 that I want to just concentrate on in this passage of Scripture, where he says, A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. And so people get a bit confused again because they think, okay, well, this is talking about the saints. And they say, well, how is it possible that the saints will become a thousand and a small one a strong nation? Because that obviously is implying increase in numbers. So how do we reconcile that? Well, again, we, we reconcile it from the point of view of that the saints of God will be reigning over the children of God in God's new earth. And so uh, part of our inheritance as the saints of God will be our families in the earth that will be given to us to reign over. And we'll get into that in more depth as we go through this. And so as those families grow in number, so it is that a little one will become a thousand and a strong one, uh, uh, a small one will become a strong nation because there will be this increase that will take place in the earth. Um, you recall our Lord speaking about his saints in Luke 19, uh, one being given authority over 10 cities, another being given authority over five cities. And so as we'll see as we go into the series, some will be given authority over what is classified as a hamlet today. A hamlet is a population of roughly between 100 and 400 people. And so some of the saints will receive that initially, but that number will grow as we head into the age because those families will extend and they will grow as families. And so in that manner, a little one will become a thousand and a, a small one will become a strong nation. Now, obviously, that also pertains to the children of God themselves. They'll start out small in number and they will grow from there because... We're talking about eternity now. Um, a, a planet the size of Jupiter, because I think I mentioned that scientists today, they, a lot of them, their, their general consensus says that this planet that we currently live on can sustain life for roughly about 10 billion people. A planet the size of Jupiter uh, without any oceans could easily sustain a population size of 1 trillion and so, you know, we're looking at vast numbers as we head into the, the age to come. Another passage of scripture, Isaiah 54, 1-5 says, Sing, O barren, you have, who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations. And make the desolate cities inhabited. Do not fear. For you will not be ashamed. Neither be disgraced. For you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth. And will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. For your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. And so in this passage of scripture, um, the, the desolate uh, woman is the, are, are, the, are the believers, and the married woman are the, all of the unbelievers. That's the, the context of the passage of scripture. And it says that the, the children of the desolate woman 
will be more than the children of the, of the married woman. So how do we reconcile the numbers? Because it's estimated that currently, because now don't forget that the children of the married woman from this passage is referring to all unbelievers. And so it's estimated that um, up to now, really, that there's been roughly about 80 billion um, people who have rejected God, who are unbelievers and are currently in Hades waiting for their day of judgment. Uh, the church, it's estimated, is roughly about 300 million strong. We'll get into those numbers as we progress in this teaching. So how do we, reckon, how, how do we understand that fact that the Lord is saying to us that the children of the desolate will be more than the children of the married woman? Because 300 million to 80 billion, a huge difference in numbers. Well, we, we actually reconcile it quite easily because, as we said, God's new earth begins off with a population of 25 billion and will just grow exponentially from that point. And so it's quite possible, and it in fact will happen, that the number of 300 million saints will grow far more, the children will grow far more than the children of the married woman, 80 billion. Uh, God's new earth will exceed that population many times over that going forward. And so that's speaking about the inhabitants of the new earth and the children of God. So what will it be like for the children of God who will live on God's new earth? Again, don't forget, we're dealing in this section purely with the new earth, the new Jerusalem. We're not touching on. We refer to it every now and then, but we'll get into that in more de uh, detail in, in the series. And so we really want to have a look at what life will be like for the inhabitants of the new earth. Um, because and don't forget the, the inhabitants of the new earth and the, the inhabitants of the new Jerusalem are two different classes of, of God's creation and their lifestyles will be completely different. Their environments will also be completely different. So there's going to be a lot of differences, a lot of similarities as well, but a lot of differences as well. Um, so what will it be like for the children of God dwelling in the new earth that God will create? Um, we need to understand certain aspects about the children of God in order to understand what it will be like for them on that new earth. And the scripture we can look at is in Deuteronomy 1 verse 39. God is speaking and he says, Moreover, your little ones and your children, who you say will be victims, who today have no knowledge of good and evil, they shall go in there, to them I will give it, and they shall possess it. And so we need to understand the nature of the children of God. They have no knowledge of good and evil. Unlike the saints, the saints of God have knowledge of good and evil. We understand good and evil because we have a conscience and our conscience is given to us by God to know the difference between good and evil. And especially as we become more mature in Christ, the book of Hebrews teaches us that those who are mature have their senses exercised to discern between good and evil. And so the more mature the saint becomes, the more discerning they become about the difference between good and evil and are able to walk in the good and reject the evil. But as far as little ones, children are concerned, God's viewpoint of them, and God knows what he's talking about, he says they have no knowledge of good and evil. 
Now you go back to in the at earlier part of the teaching, we explained that all children in heaven today are those who have died before they became adults. So before they reached the age of 13, they died physically and they went to heaven. So on this earth, they had no knowledge of good and evil. They then went into heaven where they still have no knowledge of good and evil. They're called the innocent. The spirits of the innocent made perfect. We saw that at the outset of the series as well. And so all children who dwell in heaven today have no knowledge of good and evil. And that's a, a, a huge fundamental difference between them and the saints of God. We need to understand the difference between the two. And so in that manner, the children of God in heaven today are pretty much exactly the same as Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden before they sinned. For before Adam and Eve sinned, they also had no knowledge of good and evil. They had not yet partaken of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so they had no knowledge of good and evil. And so the comparable of, of what the children of God are like in heaven today, we don't, we don't equate them with the saints because the saints are different. We equate them with Adam and Eve, as Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden before they sinned, before they partook of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. You say, well then, how does that impact on their lifestyle in God's new earth going forward? All right, well now we need to get our minds around this because this is not, people with natural thinking get very hung up here. A lot of people who teach Bible prophecy and teach what it will be like in God's new earth and the new heaven, and they, they, they get it all confused, you know, talk about the new heaven, the world dwelling, and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, a lot of people that teach going, what it's going to be like going forward, what they do is they look at this current world that we live in now, and they extrapolate that out into the new world. And they, they think that it will be as it is like it is now, so it will be like that in the new world. Um, and so they talk about sports and science and arts and media, uh, travel and business and entertainment and all the aspects that we see in this current life. And the, the viewpoint is what we see here in this current life that we dwell in here on this earth, that's what we're going to see in the new earth. It's going to be exactly the same, just perfect apparently. And the saints will reign over that. We'll reign over the sports, sports and the arts and the business and the media and the travel and all of that. Because it'll all be the same. The problem with that is, is that that's not how it's going to pan out. 